Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. The Apostle Paul writes an epistle to the churches of Galatia to correct an error that has come into their midst that is distorting the message of God. As he attempts to correct his error through his epistle, he presents to them a series of evidences or arguments. The arguments are in support of the fact that the message he preached to them is the message of God himself. It is not a humanly concocted, crafted message. The first line of evidence that he gives for them uh, in this regard is historical. The message of the gospel is of divine origin. He did not make it up. And the first evidence that he didn't make it up is that his own background was not in sympathy with Christianity. He was taught in the traditions of the Pharisaic movement within Judaism. This movement turned out to be quite opposed to Christianity, and he was himself opposed to Christianity. Now, there are many Pharisees who later became Christians. Paul also, a devout Pharisee, became a Christian, was made an apostle by the Lord Jesus himself. But the point he is making is that he became a Christian through the appearance of Christ to himself, not because he deduced the message, the gospel, by tradition or other human teaching. So the message of the gospel is divine in origin because it was not taught to him by man. It was not only taught, not taught to him by his early teachers, he also affirms that he did not learn the message from the first disciples. Paul did not become a Christian through the work of Peter and company any of the 11 of the original 12 disciples of the Lord. He did not actually uh, associate with them for fully three years until after his uh, conversion. When the Lord first appeared to him, uh, Paul says, uh, he went into Damascus and from there he went to Arabia and it was three years afterward that he first went to Jerusalem to meet with the first apostles. So the message that he was preaching came to him directly from God. And just as the other apostles also learned the message directly from Christ himself. And the message was that Christ is the means of our coming to God. Christ died for the remission of the sins of humanity. He is the substitute for sinners. His death was not only a miscarriage of justice on the part of human authorities, his death was something God ordained before time for the purpose of our salvation to give us eternal life by reconciling sinful human beings with a righteous God. All of this are at the heart of the gospel. 
So in reviewing history, the apostle uh, tells us the sequence of his interactions with the apostles, the other apostles, the earlier ones. He didn't get his message through them. He got it directly from God. So after his conversion in or near Damascus, um, he went away into Arabia. He was apparently proclaiming the message of salvation through Christ in those parts. He came back to Damascus. He was under threat from two sources. The Jewish leaders or uh, those who are hostile to the message were looking for him. He was a turncoat, a traitor. He was a Pharisee and a leader, and now he had become part of the other side. And he was also being pursued by his word and testimony by the ruler of the uh, Arabian country at that point. In the book of the Acts, in chapter 9, verses 26 and 27, uh, it gives the account of Paul's uh, contact with the Jerusalem apostles for the first time. Luke, in fact, in Acts 9.23, uh, tells us when many days had passed. And in Paul's rendering in Galatians, this many, these many days that, he refer, that Luke refers to corresponds to a period of about three years. So three years after his conversion, he comes to Jerusalem. And the account in the book of Acts tells us that nobody would meet with him because they knew him uh, to have been one who was opposed uh, to Christians, was persecuting them. And there was a man who was in Jerusalem who was uh, now a Christian whose name was Barnabas. Barnabas, uh, original name Joseph, the apostles renamed him Barnabas, meaning uh, son of encouragement or comfort. Uh, he was... Uh, uh, a man of encouraging, positive disposition, and he um, met Saul of Tarsus, or Paul, and brought him to the apostles. This was Paul's first introduction to Jerusalem apostles. In the book of uh, Galatians, uh, he points out that he, at this point, even though Luke says he was introduced to the apostles, this introduction was limited, that he only met Peter, uh, and James, the Lord's brother, uh, not James, one of the twelve, well, there were two Jameses there, but uh, the Lord's brother, James, who was now considered uh, one of the main leaders in the Jerusalem church. Paul recounts his later history again, um, that his message that he preached was not one that added the works of the law to simple faith in Christ. And he recounts later encounters with the apostles. And for this, we start in Galatians chapter 1, verse 21. Reading Galatians 1, 21 to 24, Paul says, Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. So Paul meets Jesus outside of the city of Damascus while on a mission to persecute Christians, to arrest them, to bring him back to Jerusalem before the Jewish leaders for trial. But having been 
converted by the appearance of Christ, having undergone this transformation of blindness and recovery, being baptized by a man called Ananias, who was a disciple of Christ there. He now becomes a preacher of the gospel. He declares already in Damascus, in the synagogues, that Jesus of Nazareth is indeed the Messiah. He goes, preaches to Arabia. Three years later, he comes back, comes back to Jerusalem, has a limited meeting with the apostles. And in Acts um, chapter 9, verse 30, it says, the apostles uh, send him off to Tarsus. So in Galatians 1.21, it says, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. Tarsus is part of Cilicia at this point. Syria, Cilicia was one province under the Romans. So he goes into the Syria, Cilicia province. In fact, he was both in Syria and in Cilicia because he uh, first goes to Tarsus. And now uh, sometime later, uh, something interesting happens in the province of Syria in uh, what is modern Antakya in Syria, uh, a movement uh, began of the disciples of Christ that expanded quite significantly. So this is Antioch in Syria, which city still today exists, as I mentioned, where the Christians who were originally all Jews uh, or early Gentile converts to Judaism now began declaring the good news of salvation to all people, irrespective of their religious, ethnic, national background. So a lot of non-Jews were becoming believers in Jesus. And so in the city of Antioch is where this expansion originally happened, that the message of salvation was going out to all people, irrespective of their background. And they were all part of one church, Jews and Gentiles together, Jews and non-Jews together. So this, when this happened, according to the book of Acts, Acts 11, verse 19 and following, uh, the Jerusalem leadership sent Barnabas to Antioch to help with the work in Antioch. So Barnabas comes to Antioch, and he does something else in uh, Acts chapter 11, verse 25. It says, Barnabas, because he needed more help with the teaching ministry in Antioch, he goes looking for Saul. He goes to Tarsus. He finds Saul in Tarsus, brings him to Antioch, which is Syria. And Paul is now there for a whole year teaching the Christians in Antioch. So this whole account is summarized by Paul in one sentence uh, in verse 21 of Galatians 1 when he says, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. But there is good reconciliation between the historical account in the book of Acts and the way Paul recounts it in his letter to the Galatians. So Paul now was in Tarsus in Cilicia and in Antioch in Syria. And he spent some time there. And he says, during this time, I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. The relevance is that he was still preaching the message, the message that received he received directly from Christ, the message of the good news of salvation through faith in Christ. And this was a message you now being also taught in the church in Antioch. 
Now, obviously, the teaching goes well beyond just saying this. There are, this is what all of the New Testament uh, presents to us about uh, the, the rich fullness of understanding about life and its purpose as God has designed it for us. So the, the mess, Christian message is not just to believe in Jesus. It is to believe in Jesus and come to life through that. But once we come into the life of Jesus, it is a whole new way of living. And so the teaching of the gospel is accompanied with uh, all that now should become uh, clear to us in terms of what life is all about, how we ought to live, uh, what the whole purpose of living is, what are the things that we should strive for, uh, what is good and bad in the choices all around us. This is all part of living and this is all part of the purpose of min the ministry and the teaching in the church. So uh, as he recounts the unique uh, origin of the gospel, uh, Paul is able to tell them uh, that he was preaching a gospel that he received from God himself. He was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea, which was the region around Jerusalem. However, they were hearing, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once used to destroy. And it is one of the uh, great arguments um, that we have in favor of the truth of the Christian message. Uh, what motivated this former Pharisee and enemy of the gospel uh, to become a proponent of the message that he opposed? Paul himself does not present his conversion experience in terms of some psychological trauma. He presents the conversion experience as an, a supernatural encounter with the risen Christ. As a change of perspective, not simply that reconciles what he once held to and incorporates the new message with Jesus. In fact, what is interesting is that if Paul's conversion was simply an accommodation to a point of view he opposed, there would have been no need for the epistle to the Galatians. The epistle to the Galatians is in fact addressed to correct the error of accommodating the commitment to the practices of the law that Phariseeism held on to very strongly with the simplicity of faith in Christ. Paul says these two cannot be accommodated. So Paul's conversion was not an accommodation of two opposing viewpoints into one synthesis that emerged through his some intellectual effort, but simply realizing that the gospel is true as God revealed it to him, that Jesus Christ is sufficient. He is the complete answer to the human need. Jesus has done everything necessary for our salvation. We do not contribute to it in any way through our practice of religion. The practice of religion emerges out of a conviction and commitment of personal faith in Christ. It is not an effort to get saved. And so Paul was now the one who used to persecute Christians is now preaching the message of the Christians and that leads all who heard who are Christians to praise God because of it. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. 
This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit Emmaus.edu partner.